This podcast may contain adult language and situations, graphic, gory details, and other not-so-nice things. Listener discretion is advised. I'm Lacey. And I'm Ashley. And this is United States of Murders, Travel Disasters. Yeah, you got it right. I got it right. I have it written in my notes. Waiting to see what you said. So our August Patreon. It is. The last of our summer Mm -hmm. series. So Mm -hmm. I just said a bunch of S's. Summer series special. There you go. And you're going to go first because I have a lot of shit to talk about. So I'll go last. You're like, oh, great. Thanks. Perfect. Well, so we've both been on friend trips. Yes. They're a lot of fun. Can be. Sure. Sometimes (laughs) there's some drama, but typically the good outweighs the negative. Unfortunately, though, that's not always the case. And that's what I'm going to talk about. I'm excited. (sighs) Well, this happened last year on October 28, 2022. 25-year-old Shanquella Robinson went with six girlfriends to a luxury Mexican resort in Cabo. I know what you're going to – I don't know this case. I know some about it, but oh, not really? a lot. I'm excited. Well, actually, most most of the friends are girls, so I'm not sure they were all females, but from what I've seen, at least most of them were. So they stayed at the Fundadores Beach Club. Shanquella graduated from West Charlotte High School and attended Winston-Salem State University in North Carolina. And this is where she met some of the friends who were on the trip with her. She ran a business braiding children's hair. The day after they arrived in Cabo, Shanquella was found dead at the resort. The next day. Awful. That's terrible. Friends trip. Yeah. Her parents received a frantic phone call from her friends. They told them she had passed away. They explained the night before she wasn't feeling very well. And they thought she died from alcohol poisoning because she had drank so much. Mm -hmm. That's also what they had told authorities when they found her unconscious in the living room. So, of course, an autopsy gets done. And to her family's surprise, she did not die from alcohol poisoning. She actually had suffered a severe spinal cord injury and atlas luxation. What is that? That is an instability of the neck vertebrae. So her neck was broken, essentially. Yeah. yeah. The death certificate classified her death as, quote, accidental or violent, noting that the approximate time between the injury and death was 15 minutes. So the friends left that part out. (laughs) Oh, my Lord. And pretty soon after, her parents and authorities saw a video that was circulating online of what happened. There was a video. There was a video. One of the friends was filming. Actually, it looks like multiple people were filming this because you see other iPhones in the recording. So the video shows Shanquella in a large bedroom, like a nice resort style bedroom. Mm -hmm. There's a patio, everything. Mm -hmm. One woman is repeatedly hitting her and Shanquella is nude. So maybe she was getting dressed or just took a shower. You can see in the video it's daytime. Hitting her where? Just all over? So, at first, Shanquella is standing up, 
the other woman's clothes. She just starts with both kind of hands and fists right after the other, almost like in a boxing style, not in a boxing style, but just bam, 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 bam. Like she's not using one fist. She's using her right and left hand like repetitively. So there's not a second where she's not being hit. Right. So finally, Shanquilla falls to the floor and the other woman starts yelling at her, girl, get up, get up. (gasps) Like she's trying to, it's almost like she's mad because Shanquilla's not fighting back at all. This woman is just beating the shit out of her. Did it appear that maybe she was intoxicated and that's why she wasn't fighting back or just that she... So it's hard to tell because I did watch the video and it's, since she's nude, it's blurred out. Yeah. So you can't see really her face. You can just tell that... She's not fighting back. She's not fighting back. Yeah. So she gets on the floor and this girl's yelling at her. And then someone else, a friend, I'm using that term loosely because these people suck, say, Quella, at least fight back or something. (gasps) They're not yelling at it. They don't even sound concerned. They say it like this. Quella, at least fight back or something. That's how it's said. That is fucking awful. Yeah. And Shanquilla is sitting on the ground by the bed at this point, And this woman is just slapping her, hitting her, punching her face like a punching bag. And her head is like swinging back and forth. This She's just poor yeah. girl. And then she kicks her in the face at one point. Oh, my it's God. It's extremely aggressive. Her friends are all just recording the incident. No one is helping. No one is telling this girl to stop. Mm-hmm. No one's even yelling. They're all just quiet, recording it, and like, at least fight back or something. Like, this is, and it's not a fair fight, obviously. This is horrible. So the video stops, and I did watch it. It's, it's awful, honestly, the whole thing. After her dad saw the video, he said she's not a fighter and didn't believe in drama. Even if she was fighting back, this woman was going at her hard, swinging both fists at her, kicking her in the face, slapping her. It was all head trauma. Like her head looked like a little punching bag going back and forth. Mm-mm. According to the police report, a doctor saw Shanquilla after someone called for medical help at the vacation home on the afternoon of October 29th. The doctor found her with stable vital signs, but she was dehydrated and unable to communicate. So they told the doctor she had drunk a lot of alcohol. And based on the autopsy, that's not true. And that's very bad to tell a doctor because he doesn't realize how bad her injuries are because he thinks she's drunk too. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And if you're complete, if you're not drunk, her alcohol levels were not high at all. Well, so I guess that's our answer. So she wasn't. Right. She could have been drinking, but it said her alcohol levels. She wasn't. Yeah. So that's very bad information to tell a doctor. Well, they're immediately trying to cover their ass. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Like and, from the word go. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, well, she's also drunk, blah, blah, blah. And the doctor wanted to take her to the hospital, but her friends insisted that she be treated at that house. That's awful. <sighs> the doctor tried to give her an intravenous line. Avi. Ivy, before she began to have a seizure. At that point, one of the friends finally called for an ambulance. These are not friends. At 4.49 p.m., when the doctor detected no pulse, she and one of Shanquella's friends began giving her CPR. Paramedics administered more rounds of CPR and adrenaline and discharges from a defib. 
she was pronounced dead at 5.57 p.m. So this was all around, start to finish around 15 minutes. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. A month later, Daniel De La Rosa, the attorney general for Baja California Sur, told reporters that her death resulted from direct aggression and that the arrest warrant for the crime of femicide, the killing of a woman because of her gender, has been issued. So apparently that's something that happens in Mexico. We don't have that here in the U.S. We don't call. There's not a, there's gender, not a charge yeah, gender for specific. femicide. Yeah. According to CBS, the FBI opened a probe into the circumstances surrounding her death in November of last year. Mexican prosecutors said that they were consulting with federal government officials in both countries about an extradition request. In early March of this year, her family traveled to D.C. along with the civil rights attorney Ben Crump and a group of activists. Her mother said no one has been arrested in the news conference. The people who knew what happened to my daughter are living their lives. They have returned to work and my family is left to wait and beg for answers. And her sister said, I feel like our government has failed us. That's crazy because there's video showing assault. It's it's shocking to me, even. I'm not surprised by much, but I'm surprised by this. Is it because, and pardon me if this sounds completely like I have no sense, but is it because it happened in another country that the United States can't press charges Mm -hmm. on? So they can press charges, but a lot of people are speculating that's why they're not as invested, quote unquote. Is because it's in a different Yeah, country. it's kind of like not our problem when it is, you know, type of thing. But you would think that some police officer would be like, this is bullshit. It's... Nothing's been done to And I day. will put the link in the show notes, viewer discretion. Obviously, it's, she's blurred out, but this is bad. I mean, it is, it's bad. It's obvious assault. She's not even fighting back. So the, so tragic. The Mexican government concluded their investigation and sent all their info to the U.S. government because it's the U.S. government's job now. Basically, it was the ball was mm-hmm. in their court. Mm-hmm. So Sue Ann Robinson and Crump urged the Biden administration, the State Department, and the Department of Justice to prioritize bringing Shanquilla Robinson's alleged killers to justice and providing the family with updates about the investigation. Ben Crump said, I plan on talking to the highest levels of our government to say Shanquilla is not irrelevant and you all need to give her the same dignity and respect as any citizen in the United States would merit. So after almost six months, six months after her death, the U.S. Department of Justice revealed it will not file charges in the case after a quote-unquote detailed and thorough investigation of available evidence, including her autopsy. So they say they've done a thorough investigation. (sighs) The department added that it had met with her family about its findings and that it is prepared to review and examine new new information if any emerges. So it turns out they performed another autopsy in the U.S. And the U.S. did not determine the cause of death or show a spinal cord injury, as the Mexican autopsy did. It didn't show anything? It didn't show the spinal cord injury. It did show that she had been beat up. Yeah. Basically. 
So kind of odd. But no cause of death? They didn't put a cause of death. It's undetermined. Can you just do that? I don't know. I mean, I guess. I guess they can do it. But they also didn't find levels of high levels of alcohol. Wow. So it's kind of like, excuse me, what? Then how else is she dead? She had, yeah, she had. She to. was a healthy twenty-five-year-old. So their attorney said Shanquilla's attack was captured on video, and now we're being told there won't be an arrest. It reminded me of George Floyd when we were told they, that we weren't seeing what we were seeing. And it's true. It's like. You see in this video, her head's just wobbling back and forth. Clearly, she's got a neck I'm not injury. a doctor. It looks like her neck was probably broken. So her attorney also said, The message cannot be that U.S. citizens can go overseas and commit crimes against other citizens and then come back and say they're on base, that they're safe, that they're not going to be arrested. That there's going to be such a delay in the investigation that the evidence will have time to dissipate. That's kind of what they're saying. Like, it took so long to even look into this that it just kind of got brushed under the rug. And, yeah, so they still have kept these people private. I did do some digging, and I do know their names. Well, some of their names, the friends. I'm not going to say it on here. You can look it up, too. But it's not public information because they're still, quote, unquote, according to the law, innocent people. No, you're not. Not even manslaughter? Right. Not even accidental anything. Just your and these friends are just And none of them have said anything. No one they've all deactivated their phone numbers. They've all deactivated their social medias. So Guil- you can't find these people. Guilty people don't do that. What kind of I mean, out of six people in a room, not a single one is saying, Stop. She's it's so obvious to me that it's really bad. I mean I don't know. Did you invite her to go on vacation with you for this purpose? And of course, they've never said what they were, what this woman was beating her up over. Because the only thing she says the whole time is, get up, get up. So we don't know why they're even fighting in the first place. Mm -hmm. Well, not they, just that one woman. Yeah, she, Shanquilla was not doing a damn, you know. I'm not saying that in terms of she should have been. She shouldn't have had to fight back. Period. And, but the person recording it is like, what the fuck what are you doing? With you? Yeah. Ugh, I know. She's getting the shit knocked out of her face right now. Like, worse than Samuel watches UFC, and it's like UFC level stuff. But these people suck. Regardless of what the outcome is on if they go to jail or not, which probably they won't, but they suck. So, you heard it here first. This case, I've. I remember seeing just a little tiny bit about it on social media, mm-hmm. but I never watched the video and nothing ever else came of it. And to be honest, I kind of forgot about it. I know yeah. that sounds terrible. Well, I mean, it's not been a thing, right. really. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't going to watch the video, but I was just so confused about it. Yeah. And then I did. And it's just, it makes it even worse that they're not being charged. And it doesn't matter, but she was very very pretty she almost you looked at her and thought she was an influencer on instagram or Uh something you know what i mean yeah 25 years old just going on vacation murdered in cabo oh yeah so travel disasters are not fun no and mine sucks too so my tragedy takes place in july of 1996 
It's very sad and disturbing. Mm. And it takes place in California's Death Valley, one of the hottest places on Earth. Oh. So a group of four German tourists disappeared without any explanation near Anvil Canyon. The only clue was an abandoned minivan and its contents. After a search over a few days, the authorities were not able to locate the missing Germans, and the search was called off. Two volunteers, Tom Mahood and Les Walker, finally discovered partial remains in 2009 in an isolated desert located several miles southeast of the minivan. It was 13 years since anyone had seen them. 13 years before they even found any remains. So on October 21st, 1996, Death Valley National Park Ranger Dave Brenner was on a helicopter flying over the southern part of Death Valley doing aerial surveillance looking for illegal drug labs, Mm -hmm. basically. So Death Valley is a desert desert is a desert valley located in eastern california near the border of california and nevada it's east of sierra nevada mountains in the northern mojave desert it borders the great basin desert and it's one of the hottest places in the world badwater basin is the point of the lowest elevation in north america at 282 feet below sea level On July 10th, 1913, the United States Weather Bureau recorded the highest temperature of 134 degrees in Death Valley. Oh my gosh. And it's the highest ambient air temperature ever recorded on the surface of the earth. So this area is about 3,000 square miles. And just thinking about how hot it got here a few weeks ago when it was 10, what was it? Like 101. Two, but our humidity is our humidity a thousand. Is bad, but like that, I was like, if this is how hot hell is, you've got to change your ways. <laughs> <laughs> but I can't even imagine it. I can't fathom that. No, you, I feel like you would just actually melt or burst into flames. Yeah, that's seriously. So in the late morning, Ranger Brenner spotted a vehicle in Anvil Canyon. He was surprised because it was a minivan, not an off-road type four-wheeler vehicle. Mm -hmm. So in most circumstances, it wouldn't have got very far in the canyon because the terrain is awful. So you almost need like a big honking truck or, you know, some some kind of Jeep with the big giant wheels. Also, there's no official road down Anvil Canyon as of October of 94 because of the Desert Protection Act, which meant it was designated to only official wilderness people and it's prohibited from public vehicles to use it. So local miners stopped using the road to access their attempts to mine gold, silver, and borax after the financial panic of 1907. And um, according to the park service, all metallic mining operations were shut down by 1915. So this, there's nothing down there. There's no reason for you to be there. Don't go there. So Brenner checked the car. In the surrounding area, the vehicle was green and covered in dust, and it was a 96 Plymouth Voyager with California license plate. It was locked, and it looked like it had been there for a long time. It was stuck, like axles deep in the sand, 
the left front and two rear tires were flat. And in the tracks of the sand, it looked like they had been driving a long time on flat tires. Mm -hmm. So they checked the license plate with the California Highway Patrol and said the minivan was reported stolen by L.A. Police Department on September 10th of 96. It was owned by a dollar car rental place, and it had been rented to a group of four German tourists on July 8, 1996. So these tourists were Egbert Remkes, 34, his son George, 11, his girlfriend Cornelia Meyer, who was 28, and her son Max, who was four. Two kids. One my Max's age and a four-year-old. So the minivan had been due to return to L.A. on July 26, 96, but it was not returned. They usually wait at least a month before reporting one of their cars stolen to police. Really? Why? I don't know. I wonder if they still do that. I would think so. That's a long time. time. Are you kidding me? Mm -mm. So investigators found out that these people lived in Dresden, Germany. And they had left the country from Frankfurt traveling to Seattle on July the 8th. They then immediately flew to L.A. and picked up their rental car. Cornelia was reported as the driver. And they had plane tickets on TWA to return to Germany on July the 27th. But they failed to board the plane. So in early July, they explored San Clement area of Southern California on July the 12th. Egbert made a call to his bank in Dresden requesting $1,500 to be wired to Bank of America in the U.S., but it was wired to the wrong bank, so it was never picked up. A camera was found in the abandoned car, and pictures on it suggested that the Germans traveled up and down the California coast before heading to the Treasure Island Hotel in Las Vegas. They checked out of the hotel on July the 22nd and drove into Death Valley, probably on their way back to California, clearly. At the time of their visit to Death Valley, temperatures were hitting 124 degrees. Google Maps Death Valley. I've never even thought about where it is. So their ultimate destination was Yosemite National Park in California, but they never made it. Receipts show that on that day, someone bought two copies of the Death Valley National Monument Museum text in German. One of the booklets was found inside the van. On October 22nd, DVNP investigator Eric Inman was flown into the area, and he started a search and photographed the scene. There were no other footprints visible around the vehicle, Some food wrappers were found near the minivan, as well as some human waste and toilet paper. He returned by helicopter to Badwater Road in Death Valley, where he met with detectives. They then went back to the van. They opened the doors, and inside was an American flag with Butte Valley Stone Cabin on it. And this cabin was known as a geologist's cabin and was about four miles west of the car. So this was a shelter, and it had some food and water from Anvil Springs, and the flag had apparently been taken, so they took the flag with them. They also found two unopened full bottles of Bud Ice beer and one empty bottle, one three-quarters full bottle of bourbon, and several empty large water and juice containers 
luggage, and clothing. Several is a film and camera, one new sleeping bag that was still in the box, and one empty sleeping bag box, a tent, a pipe with tobacco in it, a leather card carrier containing cards with their names on them, a card from the Seahorse Resort in San Clementine, or nope, San Clement, children's toys, and an unused spare tire and jack. So the vehicle is removed on October the 23rd. So it's literally like these people walked away and abandoned this, this yeah. minivan. So due to the high altitude, which is around 3,000 feet at this location, and the high temperatures, it would have been around 107 degrees at the time that they disappeared, low of 79. They probably camped in their minivan is what they're thinking that night to maybe save money on a hotel, which is why they bought. Because if he didn't pick up the money, they probably ran out of money and bought some sleeping bags and decided to camp in their minivan. Investigators look into the visitor's logbook at Warm Springs Mine site between the main valley and Butte Valley, and it had an entry on July 23rd that had all of their names on it and says, we're going over the pass. The pass referred to a mine site a few miles from Anvil Canyon. And the only way to cross is the Panamint Mountain Range, but it's an extremely rugged way to go. Only four-wheel drive vehicles, not a Plymouth minivan. After attempts to go up the Mingle Pass, which is rough with giant rocks and potholes, it seemed like they decided to change their direction and headed down into Anvil Canyon, which was a terrible idea because it's just as bad. And this was the real start of these tourist problems. So on the morning of October 23rd, search efforts began and um, they focused on Anvil Canyon to its entrance at the Warm Spring Road. Members found bud ice bottles stuck in the sand in Anvil Canyon next to a bush around one mile east of the minivan's location. On the second day, the search area was expanded and teams arrived in Nye County, Nevada and in Yo County and two helicopters were brought in. So they're not finding anything. It's like they just, they're just gone. They searched all of this area, nothing. October 25th, teams searched an area between the mouth of Anvil Canyon to the far side of the main valley. All these teams are in. They're they're searching from Lake Mead. Um, They're going over these mountains, down in these valleys. Indian Wells team was brought in. They did an extensive search around Willow Spring. They're, They're all over. On the fourth day, this was the final day of the search for the group because it's just too, it's too hot. The environment sucks. Yeah. At the end of the day, there's no new clues and no hope whatsoever at this point that anyone's going to be found alive and the search is called off. At least 250 people were involved in the search at any given time. There, there was no sign Sad. of them. Many additional searches were made over the years by different search parties and rescue teams as well as private groups, but there was nothing. Mm. No sign. Emmett Harder, a man from one of the additional searches, had been granted access by the sheriff's office to look at the pictures from the German's camera, and he knew the area. 
He recognized the sunset pictures looking east down the main valley as having been taken at Hanapaw Canyon, which was 17 miles north of Warm Springs Canyon. So it's kind of given him an idea of, he kind of creates a timeline. So an ATV found two German canteens in an area around three and a half miles southeast of the minivan. And it also said that in the three-month period between the Germans going missing and their vehicle being discovered, a ranger on patrol about 18 miles south found a sleeping bag in the middle of a road, which could have been theirs. The ranger threw it in the trash because he thought it was just trash and never took it in. The road where the bag was found is close to a a microwave relay tower owned by AT&T. So maybe these tourists saw the tower and made their way there thinking that maybe there's people. So, of course, conspiracy theories are some people thought that maybe they wanted to stage a disappearance and start a new life together. But then how'd they get out of there? His co-workers say he had talked about moving to Costa Rica, but doesn't seem plausible that they would choose Death Valley no. to stage it. No. Maybe they came across some criminals. That was another theory involved in some kind of drugs or because people do drugs out there and maybe they... Breaking bad stuff. Yeah. Them, yes. The meth or whatever. So in 2009, when Tom... And a search and rescue worker from L.A. County began reading about the case. It inspired him to train and join a search and rescue team. While official searches maintained the family would not have gone south and decided not to search there, he concluded that they were wrong, and this is exactly where they would have gone. So he did. He searched it. Uh, He reasoned that the Germans would have believe that they would be rescued there because it's a military base and there would be soldiers there. Yeah. So that's where they headed. So after many days of searching, he and his partner found Connie's remains. Holy crap. On November 12th and oh. over the following days, those of Egbert, the location was about eight miles from their minivan and four miles from the boundary fence where the military base was. Oh, it was just too hot. Too hot. They had went eight, eight miles. miles, had four to go, Oh, and that's where the base was. The discovery put an end to all questions and the hope that the missing Germans were living some secret life in South America. Yeah. I wish they were. Right. Um, the two searchers and the authorities found more bones. There wasn't enough to DNA test positively. Mm-hmm to connect them with the children, but they were little bones. Tom and Les had persevered against all odds and spent many hours researching this case. They had hiked the dangerous desert and wilderness to find the remains and bring the case closed after 13 years. And their family in Germany could finally have some sense of closure. Awful. So Tom said he was very frustrated with the lack of cooperation from the authorities responsible in that part of Death Valley. Hmm. And without him and his counterpart, they would never have been found. 
No. Because no one helped them. Why? And also, why insist they wouldn't have gone south? You don't know where you they would have gone. Right. They could have had any idea in their head to where... I just feel like if you're searching for someone, eight miles is not that far. No. And if you need to get help, someone's going to walk as far as they can. Yeah. So a lesson to visitors to California's Death Valley is to take plenty of supplies, a good map, use an appropriate four-wheel drive vehicle, and notify others of your itinerary. Ugh. Death Valley is very dangerous. Don't go there. No. So in May and June of 2022, Forrest Haggerty posted two videos on YouTube that covered the hike to various locations, including where the remains were found. He included his coordinates in the video, and it gives useful context to the isolated spots where the German tourist headed. Oh. This poor family. What a completely horrific way to go. It is. You have babies out there with you oh. in this heat. I cannot even think about it. I will start crying. Yeah. Fucking horrible. To to be out there with your child oh. so little to know he's hot and hungry and miserable. And there's nothing, oh. there's nothing you can do. There's nowhere to go. Yeah. There's I no can't water. Think of anything worse. You're, you're, oh, it's awful. So I did find another short little case. Um, it's a survivor story oh, good. from the Sahara I'm desert. Like, man, yeah. that one was awful. So, it's so sad. It's just, yes. Man. Bleak yeah. and hot and nothing. There's something about a desert that it's when scary. you watch it even on shows or something, I just have no desire to be in a in a big desert. I, I don't go to a little desert, but I don't think it's beautiful. I don't give a fuck about a mountain or a canyon. I don't. I don't care. Man, that freaks me out. And it, it's almost like everyone that was like a hiker, hiker, you know, like yeah. good at it, should just be assigned someone in their area, yes. and they should just go looking. Seriously, it's, mm-hmm. I swear, if people just looked for bones. They'd find them in the woods. Hunters and dog walkers. Except hopefully never me because, oh my God. <laughs> so this is the amazing case of Mauro Prosperi. Ooh. He was an Italian policeman that was 39 when he took part in a marathon that was a 155-mile race across the Moroccan Sahara. This happened in 94. A violent sandstorm lasted eight hours causing him to become lost in the desert. He survived nine days by drinking bat's blood, his own urine, and eating lizards and snakes that he caught. Bats carry rabies like crazy, so I'm shocked he didn't get rabies. Right. Bat's blood? Bat's blood and his own urine. He was eventually found by a Berber community who fed and watered him and helped him get home. It was only then that he realized he had crossed into Algeria 181 miles off course by foot, girl. How? How? I was, what? Nine days he walked. He just walked 181 miles. I didn't know that was possible. Well. That's an unbelievable story. I would be a goner really fast. I can't take the heat. Oh, my God. This, I can barely no. walk to my car right now. I was now. just going to say, walking from my office. It's this hot, and it's not even as hot as, like, Death Valley is. Not even close. Mm-mm. That being said, I have a few survival tips if you ever get stranded in the desert. Please. 
I better not get stranded in the desert. Get, get a pen. So, this probably goes without saying, but tell people where you're going. That way, if you don't show up, they can come looking for you or at least get a search party together that kind of tells you where a general area you're going to be. Keep covered. Your face and neck, especially if you don't have a hat, use clothing to tie that shit up, tie it around your head. Any spare clothing you have, dark colors protect against UV rays. Light colors reflect heat better, though, so... Don't remove your clothes to keep cool. Yeah, it is interesting because you kind of think, oh, less clothes, you feel better. No. But if you look at people who live out near deserts or... Or people who work outside for a living, they, like landscapers. Yes, they're always wearing long yes. sleeves, yes. hats, mm-hmm. everything covering Every their whole pants. body. And yes. it looks so hot, but it's actually helping them. Yeah, yeah. Ugh. You have to keep covered. Um, obviously, water. You lose 900 milliliters of sweat every hour when walking in sunlight just at 40 degrees. Mm-mm. So, and try to stay out of direct sunlight if possible. Pack light foods. Do not eat unless you're hungry. The more you eat, the thirstier you are and the more you will drink. Try to travel at night if possible. It reduces the chance of being dehydrated and saves your body around three liters of water daily. It's a lot. So yeah. stay in the shade. If at all possible, sleep during the day. Walk at night. And usually deserts, which is odd, cool down at night quite yes. a bit. So the temperature is much it's cooler. So You're not going to be sweating. Find some shade during the day. Nap. It's hot as fuck anyways. If you have shelter and water, it may be better for you to stay put mm-hmm. and wait for help. Especially if it's endless. Ugh. Signal for help. You can use a mirror. This sounds ridiculous, but also spell SOS with rocks or mm-hmm. sticks. You can also set a fire. I know that sounds terrible considering what's going on in Hawaii right now, but setting a fire could. It's not, there's not many trees in the desert. Or, I mean, set I your mean, fucking car on fire. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Um, to find water, if you see a plant or a tree, go there. True. Do also gathers on rocks and plants. So you might find a rocky area and first thing in the morning, I know it sounds nuts, but also if it rains, collect rainwater. Animal tracks is another thing to look for Mm -hmm. because animals will find water. It does say follow at a safe distance from animals. Especially gila monsters. <laughs> Watch for big rocks because there are spiders, scorpions, and snakes and other poisonous oh shit. My you God. do not want to get bit out there. Also, don't panic. You can't think if you're panicked. So try to stay calm. I immediate panic set in. So I would be. I'm panicking right now. I would be. A, no, I'm, I'm panic at baseline. To be alone in a desert, especially. Oh, my God. I don't know why I would be alone in a desert. I would just, but no. But I found some scary movies about being lost in the desert. Oh, good. We need a good movies list. Okay. So, the first one is called Duel. I have not heard of it. It's, think Jeepers Creepers meets Joyride. 
what year? 1971. Okay, I was like, it sounds 80s. It is. Uh, So it takes place in the Mojave Desert, and it's a man running from a truck driver that's trying to kill him. I watched the trailer. It looks really good. Interesting. Obviously, The Hills Have Eyes. Oh, that's the first desert movie that comes to my head. Yes. Family breaks down. Their car breaks down in the desert. Doesn't break down. They kind of sabotage it. They're trying to get back to L.A. They're attacked by some inbred folks (laughs) that are cannibals in Nevada. Anyways. Oh, my God. The Hitcher. I think I've seen that. It's a murderous hitchhiker is picked up. Uh, he's walking through the Texas desert. This movie's insane. I've seen it. It's like an 80s movie. These are all kind of... It rings a bell. Yeah, I'm trying yeah. to place it, but it's been a while since I've seen it. If you that. saw the movie cover, you'd be like, uh, I immediately yeah, know yeah. that. Tremors. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Giant subterranean worms terrorizing a tiny desert town in Nevada. 29 Palms. Never heard of this. It was big in Europe. Hmm. It's one of those. It's a couple that visits Joshua Tree National Park. It's a very creepy B-movie. People begin chasing him. So he's a photographer that's kind of scouting locations. It's really fucking weird and creepy. Interesting. I watched the trailer for it. What year is it? This one came out in like, I want to say the early 2000s. I love a creepy foreign film. It came out like in the early, well, it's filmed in the, you know, it takes place in Joshua Tree. So it's in the U.S., but there are they're like a foreign couple. Anyways. Interesting. Wow. No. I'll have to look in on those. Way. I don't want to do any of this stuff. No. I'm no more I'm, friends trips and no desert. I'm not a desert person. Mm-mm. Take me to a beach. I need water. I need access to water. <laughs> I need to see water. What do you think would be worse? Being stranded oh. on a desert island or being literally stranded in the desert? I'd rather be on an island. 100%. I feel like... I've seen enough Survivor. I could live for at least a month. <laughs> a desert? I'm dead. Well, there's nothing there. I'm dead. I you mean, can at least catch fish and yeah, like, I, like we could catch a fish, Lacey. Listen, I'll do I do what I got to do. I would be, no. Bare, barehanded. No, I would be like Lord of the Flies. No, but I, I would be eating random things. And you'd probably die because you'd eat some poisonous plant. That's probably what I would die from. Yes, for sure. I would eat, well, I'd, I'd try to find critters in the water. <laughs> Not a critter. Maybe some sand fleas. <laughs> well, I would be out there like, there's got to be sand, those little crabs. That Something. It might not, I might not be able to catch a fish because that be that would be hard to catch with like a spear or something. Um, but maybe want some critter. I don't know. I'd be desperate. You, also, any part of a pine tree is edible, FYI. Didn't know that. But there's no yeah. pine trees on a desert island. You know where there are pine trees? The freaking woods of yellow jackets. And you know how often I see them eat pine trees? Zero times. <laughs> oh, my God. You're right. But you can you can get sap from it, and that's edible. The pine nuts are edible. Even the bark is edible. What What does it do? I mean, it's not like it's that nutritious. It's just, it's totally, every part of it's edible. But will it keep you alive? Not for long. Well, then that's no fucking it's, help. It's something. Well, you could eat grass too. But it's snowy there. They can't eat grass. It's, you know. Well, at least they're not trees. thirsty. They could eat all that snow. That's true. That's a good point. I, yeah. 
Sorry, I was just thinking about that. That was off topic, but but you're right. I don't zero times. I don't want to be stranded anywhere. No, me either. I loved Lost. I've never seen any of it. Oh my god! And now I can't watch it because you know the ending. Well, no, I don't. But I've seen enough memes and bullshit where people are like, "When you find out the ending, the whole show sucks." So I have zero desire. Watched, my dad loved it. I got. I watched it way late. I watched it back in. 2014, summer of 2014. I remember it vividly. Plane crashes. Oh my gosh. Everyone's stranded, right? It's, but it's it's more than just that. It's like maybe supernatural stuff, conspiracy theories, like maybe, I don't even know. There's a polar bear in the desert at one time. What? Or in the on the island. It's so freaking weird. And it's always a cliffhanger. Like I just freaking binge that show. I was Oh my gosh. Is it a bingey show? Could oh, I binge it? If 100%, I watch, if I watch 100%. the first episode, will I be hooked? I don't remember by a first episode, but I freaking loved it. I started, I tried to watch Manifest. Never tried that one. And I could not get over the way that one of the actresses, <laughs> she's got a very distinct jawline and it irritated me. Mm. Not to be a bitch. I know that sounded very bitchy. But I just, the whole show, I was just focused on her yeah. jawline. Well, so. it's like when I tried to watch Blacklist, I was distracted by the bad wig. The See? female was wearing, it was the worst wig. And I'm like, just why didn't they use her regular hair? And then you can't. It's a bad wig. Then you can't watch it. <laughs> yeah, I get what you mean. But no, Lost, I. I'm going to try. I don't love the ending. I agree. But I almost try to block that out of my mind. Maybe just don't watch the finale. How many. Seasons and episodes, are there 900? A bunch, but it's so bingeable. Oh my gosh. I, I would want to just watch it all night long because it was so addictive and a lot of conspiracies in the show. Ugh. I wish I could forget it and go back and watch it again, but not watch the last episode. So but I wouldn't, wouldn't know. 121 episodes. So good. Oh my so gosh. Good. That's a lot. Six seasons. It didn't take me long to finish it because I would just watch it back to back to back to back to back. Oh, my gosh. was my summer of Lost. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to have to. Okay. I'm going to. I'll give it a try. I'll give it a try. Don't look up the ending or anything. I'm not. I'm not. I'll, I'll report back. But it doesn't. I mean, the ending does suck. But doesn't mean the whole show sucks, if that makes sense. No, I got it. I see what you're saying. You need to post a poll. Have you watched Lost? What did you think of Lost? <laughs> yes, definitely. I think it's a show worth watching because it was really freaking good. Well, I'm going to I'm gonna at least watch. Yeah, give it a try. The first episode and, and report back. All right. Well, I guess until next month, we don't know what we're talking about yet. No. We'll what figure is- it out. All, September. It's mm-hmm. it's the fall. Well, we'll surprise It'll you. Be fall. Or just tell us what you want to hear. Tell us. Email us at United States of Murder at gmail.com or slide into our DMs. Please. <laughs> My DMs are dusty. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye.